0: what's happening folks i am alicia henley aka the smooth factor welcome to my crash pad this is a podcast for technologists creatives and my techie tribe on it we'll be going behind the scenes and looking at some of the latest technologies that drives incredible experiences and of course we'll have open discussion on the challenges success and the designs of these spaces so without further ado let's hop into this week's episode When I think of any piece of AV gear, whether it be a microphone or digital signage, I think about communication. How does this piece of gear help others communicate and tell their story? I've always looked at audio and visual technologies from a creative perspective, and today's guest understands just how important it is to manufacture a piece of gear, as well as create a space to publish and tell captivating stories. So today I want to welcome Mark Escribano from Standard Vision. I've always personally admired Standard Vision's team for marrying art, technology, and architecture. But today we are going to dive into Standard Vision Studios, which is a full service film production facility right in the heart of LA. So I'm excited to have Mark here hanging out with me in my crash pad to tell us all about it. So let's go. All right. So Mark, welcome to my crash pad. I am very excited about this because uh, our initial conversation into the creation of this content for this episode was very, very exciting. Like goosebumps, we're talking about the difference between the production facility and everything that standard vision does. So thank you for hanging out with me and in my space and kind of talking about everything that you do within standard vision studio.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, should be
0: fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun and really get to the nitty gritty of what you do. um, Because a lot of people might know Standard Vision from the manufacturer point of view, um, all the great type of products that you guys create. But what really stood out to me was this studio that you all have created in the middle of the city. Mm -hmm. Content is huge for you guys at Standard Vision. And this production facility is just another level of that. So why did did you, you and the team at Standard Vision really create this space for production and the production facility overall?
1: Uh, Well, the answer to that is uh, we moved, uh, part of the answer is we moved from a a space that we were at for about five years um, in another area of Hollywood to a new facility that offered us more opportunity for um, a larger space that was more conducive to uh, film and, uh, well, basically live action production and and other types of, of, um, you know, video production. So, so we took advantage of that, and we built out a space that uh, we saw as uh, something that would serve us both internally for our, our internal art team uh, and our, our our internal art production, as well as something that we could rent to other you know local productions. Uh, and in the process, uh, you know, also you know extend our our uh, visibility in that market and meet a lot of other creatives. So there's a lot of other potential overlaps. With standard vision uh, that's always important for us is to you know to to create relationships with other other producers and creators and thinkers in the that kind of realm
0: yeah, and that's also that's also been another thing that stands out. um you guys are also working very closely with creators to produce content not only on your displays but like you said, rent it out and partner with other production teams, so you're constantly growing when it comes to creating the content side of things. Mm-hmm. And you being the executive producer within this space, what's your day to day like? Um, are you in there building relationships? Are you in there actually pro- helping produce the content? What What is your day to day like? Because I'd love to be like a fly on the wall in the studio, watching you just go at it and make, and make it, you know, make it all happen.
1: Uh, well, it's it's been pretty busy as of late. It's and well, I wouldn't say as of late. I would say I we've been fortunate this whole year. Uh, it, it's been quite busy for us we all wear a lot of different hats here because we have pretty small teams in general. So, you know, I have that title to a degree represents sort of overseeing the creative department, which includes, you know, people like our our creative uh, producer, our creative director. Um, We don't have like extreme hierarchy here. You know, it's, it's just kind of, we all kind of team together. Um, But then we have coders and graphic designers and animators. And so it's kind of overseeing that department And then uh, in addition to that, I lead the sales of creative content uh, for, you know, large-scale technology platforms. So that includes uh, sort of project management or account management with those types of projects that are oftentimes ongoing. Since uh, we do one of the things that we kind of specialize in is programmatic content you know, in comparison to we do both, but in comparison to like making something that's a one off that exists indefinitely in a location, uh, we realize that today's audiences are very sophisticated and very demanding. And, you know, in the end, no matter how cool you make something, it, it's going to have a lifespan. So it's, it's always uh, we, we, we prefer to look at it from the perspective of we can make something super cool, but we should really make a bunch of things that are cool that you could kind of switch out over time. So it's always staying kind of fresh. Uh, that's, you know, to service or to to basically uh, maximize the investment that, that uh, clients are making in this type of technology. Even though it's been around a while, people, I would say the management side is still a little bit of a gray area for people. You know, they get very excited about the novelty of the technology and wow, it's super cool and it does all this stuff. But then, you know, then what do you do after a certain period of time? You know How do you keep it cool? And you, you, know, you spent probably a decent amount of money on the, on the initial investment. So you wanna maximize that and you wanna leverage it and you want to see what its potential really is. So that's the areas that we try to focus on as opposed to let's just make one cool thing and sell it to somebody and then you know completely walk away or anything like that. So we have ongoing relationships with most of our clients. And then in addition to that, um, I manage the studio uh, which we referred to a second ago. Um, and in that sense, I'm basically the studio manager or the main client contact, and then I have a few people that help me uh, there as well. but uh, you know I'm dealing usually directly with the initial with the client for any kind of studio rentals and that type of thing
0: nice you' you' you're you are making everything happen and kind of like having a team of all this creatives around you mm-hmm. to just keep content. Basically, creation going for your existing clients on that forefront. But then when it comes to the studio side, you're also working with creatives on your team and outside teams to just make the space really come to life for whoever's in there creating whatever it might be. For for instance, I saw Tolliver. Mm. Tolliver was on there mm. uh, and he did his, he did his live show. And I, I think you were listed as like a director, if I'm not mistaken, on, on that project. And I was like, where is this? And I was like, Oh, yeah. they're the standard vision studio. Well, I mean, like that, that's what it's about when you see, cause really artists in particular, they're looking for ways to engage with their audience, of course, cause you can't, you know, do your live shows. You can't travel. Mm-hmm. This is really taking things to another level with artistry from that perspective, because now you can really, uh, attack your global audience and provide so much value to people, all around the world at one time. So when I saw Tolliver in there really doing his thing and the lights are going, it looked like a real live show. And that's exciting to see uh, you guys direct it from from that point of view and get creatives in there to um, basically optimize their their audience as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tolliver is great. We were fortunate. uh, Well, we're fortunate with a couple of things. We're fortunate to be uh, located where we are in that it allows us to have relationships with a lot of really talented artists in all different types of mediums, you know, location, 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 right? Like, you know, (laughs) uh, you you know, it's here not to sound like a Hollywood, you know, but it's basically if you live in LA or New York, you're like one degree separation from a lot of, a lot of creators because it's what people come here to do, right? So Tolliver is actually a, a friend of ours. He's he'd become more of a friend after that, but he was a friend of a friend. So we, we kind of met him through that, that channel. Uh, we do tend to work with a lot of people that we end up meeting through channels that we already know from previous experiences in the art world. Uh, in relation to what you were saying, yeah, my experience uh, primarily is in the fine art world and the film and television photography. So I'm more of the live action Guy. so uh, depending on what productions we're doing, um, sometimes I'll be directing, sometimes I'll be the, the like the, the cinematographer or the director of photography. Those are usually my primary areas. Uh, but then for instance our creative producer uh, Cinziana often be- times becomes the line producer, or the main producer which is very good at that but she can step into the cinematographer role like that or she and she's an expert in photography and architectural photography so when we're documenting projects she's usually our go-to if we want something really pro style Um, and then we have editor our editors in-house who also double as cinematographers when needed so we have like a lot of sort of things that are overlapping Um, so yeah and then the tolliver thing that came about that concept came about, uh, you know, when everybody was being challenged with the inability to do live shows, you know, that was a more pressing, it's still equally pressing. In fact, I don't want to go down that path. I've talked to some performers, uh, you know, mid-level performers that are saying that it'll be, you know, not until 2022 will they be able to actually book uh, with any confidence because you know, as, you know, you have to get, you have to organize those things way in advance. If they are going to do a tour, you have to be efficient about it, you know, in order to make money doing it, et cetera. So um, anyway, so the, the short of it is people were performing in their homes and you probably saw a lot of these videos where people were, you know, being very uh, ingenious and, and and doing live streams. But uh, you know, one of the things initially, and I read a lot of articles about this, you might have read this in New York Times, there was one Sunday, i had like multiple articles about the same thing. But anyways, people were solving these problems in different ways. But one of the things that we were trying to do to um, help solve that problem was to leverage our technology and, um, and our production capabilities, and create something that was sort of diverse, it could be anything you wanted it to be. But it had, you know, a pretty high production value, yet it had a minimal crew so you could stay safe in the you know COVID situation. Um, so that's kind of where that came about. Um, and uh, we might still expand on that idea. We were actually going to potentially rebrand a, a mini studio within the studio. We were kind of thinking of things like, I don't know if you've ever seen Color Studio, where they do all those videos with the color room. Yeah. Or, or the NPR has, I think, was it called Tiny Desk? or yeah. We're thinking about branding it like this is where you go to do that, because the idea would be not to just solve that problem uh, initially where people couldn't tour, but to actually create and call it a product or a tool, uh, a new tool that could be used when things get back to normal. You're not trying to replace the live experience. You're trying to create a new tool that can be used for other uh, needs in that same industry and i won't talk about it too much longer but the one idea that then became it wasn't our idea initially let's say but these things happened very quickly one of the problems we were trying to solve with that was not just the making the performance interesting uh, you know a pretty higher level looking production value at a at not a very high cost that could reach an audience if the if the musician could tour but to also bring the audience there and you're you're beginning to you start to see that like in the nba and different things but we would put another screen in front of the in front of the performer, so that the jib uh, camera would go and kind of doing like an over the shoulder, and then you would see like a, what would be like a front row seat uh, basically. And we try to keep the people large enough so they're almost like life size on the technology, so they're you know they're not super tiny, so you can it looks like you're basically in the front row. So that was that concept, and it's still ongoing thing. But uh, honestly, the studio has gotten so. So popular in the last few months that I haven't really had time to to push (laughs) that.
0: Everybody needs a space, Mark. Everybody needs a space to create, and that's and that's what you guys are all about. You created this space Mm -hmm. for community of creatives and are legit driving this space with the awesome technology that you guys create and are involved with your partnerships and all this great stuff. So you legit have made a space to everybody in this, in this already artsy driven kind of community can come and create even more. And especially in, in, in this new hybrid environment, right? Like there's only so much you can do at home. So having a space like this to where creatives and artists can really come and be themselves and let their hair down, but also engage with their audience is an is where it's going because everybody's not going to want to go back to a live mm-hmm. event. There's going to be choices here, right? You can either go see it live when we we get the vaccine rolled out or you could still have this really great heightened experience and do that front row type of virtual experience, you know, at a, at a standard vision studio. So that 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 within itself is exciting. But for people who haven't seen this space, I know, I know, I get down the rabbit hole on these things. I was on Instagram. I was, I was looking at the videos that you guys have created to kind of um, promote as well on your on your website. But for people who haven't seen this space, let's just talk about the different stages and kind of some of the technology that's in these uh, different stages of of this large production mm-hmm. facility. That you manage. You sure, know.
1: sure. Uh, well, uh, I will say that it's always in process of expanding, uh, as far as the the technology offerings. Right now, what we have is a sort of a I think it's ten thousand square feet or something of that nature. Uh, here in Los Angeles, that's not super atypical. It's kind of the home of, of studios at, around every corner, right? Um, ours is kind of in the medium to lar- medium to medium large scale. Um, it you know it doesn't compare to the massive ones uh, that you get with the with the big uh, studio with the big you know uh, you know Warner Brothers and all that type of thing, but it's it's somewhat larger than the majority of the small ones. So it's kind of it's it's this niche and kind of the middle area. And what we have there is a combination that's maybe som- also somewhat unique in the industry, in that we have uh, sort of a back to back psych studios, psych walls, cycloramas. Uh, One is a green screen, you know, and it's, you know, I think it's 25 feet tall, more or less 25 foot square corner, which is pretty big. And then, you know, next to it, there's a white psych of the same size. And then just uh, across the way, but directly next to it is the LED studio as well. So that's something that we're looking to uh, build upon and kind of leverage more as uh, more virtual production takes place, you know, to be able to use both. Uh, there's overlapping technologies, in essence, that uh, leverage the capabilities of LED technology as well as traditional green screen. So it's a fun space in that sense. It's, it's very, you know, it's somewhat atypical and it has a ramp, you know, so people can drive cars into it quite easily and that makes it attractive. But it's always a, a space in process, um, you know, as opposed to it being like, this is a, you know, you know, a studio that was intended to be like, you know, this, you know, one thing it's kind of grows. Um, and, but that's also an advantage to us because I think a lot of studios are already sort of predetermined in what they're capable of or how they're approaching their business model or whatever they're doing with mm-hmm. us it's it is kind of a side luxury to a degree, that is beginning to build quite, quite, uh, rapidly because of, uh, this movement towards the virtual technology. Um, but being involved in both architecture and technology, uh, so much comes across our desk on a regular basis. You know, we are one of the people that, pe- uh, one of the entities or companies that, uh, get reached out to in the early stages of these sort of high concept, ideas. And those ideas could be, you know, like I said, architecture or could be some hybrid architecture experiential or production. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of stuff coming across all the time.
0: But that's what I love about Standard Vision. You guys can just take all of this and put it into one pot and really create some awesome things. Like when I think about Standard Vision, you guys are built on, you know, creating the ideation behind all of these you know, amazing different projects, but then you also implement them very well, right? It's one thing to have an idea, but not everybody can execute. And you guys are really, really good at not taking the, you know, not only taking the idea, but also implementing the idea. And that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of how the studio even came along because you needed a place to create the content for these amazing ideas that you guys were building. Now you have the studio and, it's like a hub for creatives to find you and really take their ideas and implement them as well. So it's just an amazing space how it's continued to grow. And and we were talking about it before we hit record. It's like, you know, how valuable is the studio to, to standard vision overall from a business perspective? And I think it's a huge value. You know, if we, if we, if we think about it past dollars, right. If we think about everything this offers to a client from you guys point of view, it's a huge value because you're leading with the content creation and providing a community and creating a community for all of this to ravel up into the technology that you ultimately sell.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah. So yeah, in essence, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's a high, high, High uh, uh, sort of value add theoretical value, not yes. as not as large monetary currently, but that's that's growing pretty quickly with these new trends in production. Basically,
0: it's it's like this beautiful side hustle baby that you guys have created, <laughs> and I really just you <laughs> yeah. know coming to the market with, especially being yeah. right in LA, you know this is a really great place for this medium large kind of studio because you got all the movie, you know, all the movie things going on. This is kind of a medium for create, you know, creators across the board, whether you're into film, music, um, art design, you know, you're a painter and turning this into digital art. Like this is just a hub for this. And they also get to work with your in-house creative team and really bring this to life. So what what can we expect next from you and your team? Like which, you know, what can we expect to see next from the studio? Because people are going to be looking at you guys now. Uh, I know a lot of people know standard vision, but I don't know how many people really know what happens in the studio environment that you guys have created.
1: Sure. Uh, well, next up is, you know, like I said, we're going to expand our, our technology in that space. Um uh, I don't want to go down too much of the rabbit hole on the on the virtual production or the.
0: I love rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some people call it, you know, XR is kind of a, a catch all term, um, but uh, we're building, so we're going to be adding a lot of that, uh, a lot of um, you know more or more capabilities regarding like sensor technology and sort of you know real time AR XR sort of well AR in XR. Uh, virtual sort of green screen replacement, things like that, real-time stuff. Uh, you see how quickly that technology is being embraced and how successfully it's being utilized. And you see how its, ex- it, it's potential to expand uh, in other use cases. But, um, you know, as it becomes m- more easy to use, more familiar to people in both the industry and then also people that are just outside the industry and need what the industry does you know they use those skills it becomes in demand uh, for so many different use cases so we're going to try to apply that to different areas that you know that we're also interested in uh, some of our our other verticals if you want to call them that so yeah it's 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 pretty exciting stuff So I didn't answer your question too clearly. We're going to add new technology. So there'll be everything that you're seeing out there with people doing little by little, we'll be be adding all of that and trying to stay on the forefront as much as we can.
0: I'm excited. I'll I'll be going down the rabbit hole on the studio website uh, over and over again, see what's new, see what you guys got going on. I'll also put a link to that in the show notes so all the listeners can check it out. But before I let you go, Mark, where can the people find you and the Standard Vision team?
1: Oh, okay. You can go to standardvision.com. We actually just updated our website. That's a, as you know, that's always a constant yep. thing. Uh, so we updated our website recently. And uh, in addition to standardvision.com, and there is a link on that site at the bottom, but there's a uh, standard vision studios dot com as well a lot of people don't know that those two things are associated necessarily but um, those are the two main locations and it it turns out that my number is one of the contact main contact numbers so it's pretty much hard not to read
0: you're you're the man (laughs) that's because that's because you're the man so perfect i'll make sure to link that into the show notes um, so everybody can go and check out uh, what you guys are doing um, not only at standard vision the overall you know scope of the company but check out the studio because the videos and the you know the b-roll that you guys have on the website really showcasing all of this it gets me excited um and i want everybody else to see it so mark i appreciate your time telling us about the studio and uh i look forward to having you back to talk more about uh the cool projects you're working on
1: cool thank you i, very, I appreciate it this is a very pleasure pleasurable conversation so it's a lot of fun <laughs>
0: All right. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. If you're excited to be a part of my techie tribe, make sure you download, subscribe and review this podcast. And remember to stay
1: creative and keep it techie. Peace.